to the 52 Week Podcast, where three friends grapple with the ups and downs of goal setting and achievement. Coming at you for another week. Hello, my name's Steph, and I'm the wannabe runner. I'm Meredith, the ginger. And I'm Kelly. I'm just along for the ride. Well, hello. Welcome to week 41. What a time to be alive. It's a great time to be alive. How was our week? Yeah. Wasn't a too bad week. We got our three miles, but that was our goal as a group, and we did that. So proud of ourselves. Yep. Good work, team. And it felt good. I We would end, and I was already at like 6,500 steps. So that was very easy to get the next 4,000. Yeah, that is really good. Nicely done, guys. Good work, team. I do love it when my watch vibrates saying I got my steps count for the day. (laughs) Good thing I don't have a step count. I don't even wear a watch anymore. What is life? What is time? How is it September? It's practically October. Um, Spring starts tomorrow. Spring? Fall. 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 (laughs) I was like, yeah. Um, I went to the state fair this weekend, and I was very disappointed because one of my favorite things about the fair is the butter sculpture. They didn't have one this year? No. Why not? Probably because... You know, they didn't have any food stuff, like how they have, like, baked goods and stuff, which I get. But, like, the butter sculpture is behind, like, glass in this freezer. But I also wonder if butter was a lot more expensive this year. Surely not. I don't know. Well, because prices of things went up. Is it just one butter sculpture? No. It's not like a, it's, it's, it's like, it's huge. It's, it's like thousands, thousand. thousands so of it pounds just, of butter. But it's one sculpture. It's not like yeah. everyone makes yeah. a sculpture. Yeah. Well, I think it's a time that makes. A team that makes like one big sculpture. But it makes but sense because like no, people are probably well, people people probably not. like <laughs> funding was probably cut somewhere so that people could keep their jobs. True. But what about the butter makers? What about the I know. milkmaid and the but churner? I was I really was sad not Someone to have the butter Cash sculpture Valley with the butter. I don't know. At Gossner's. <laughs> are struggling because people didn't buy their butter because they didn't need to build a sculpture. It's true. And that it's is a lot, lot of, of butter. So I would yeah. like to get to the bottom of this if anyone has intel on to what <laughs> in, as to what happened to the butter sculpture this year. And maybe it was I didn't not. Know I would be invested in this, but in the last <laughs> two minutes I became so. If they made the butter sculpture, it probably would have been a mask. Well, and and I mean that was like the theme is right, like the like cow had a mask, the corn and stuff were the Uh the theme, and maybe it was in a different like building, but the building that it's normally in, there was nothing in, so it was closed, and so that was the interesting thing about the fair, like it was just nice to be out, live music, but it definitely like not as many vendors as normal. Did they have all the buildings closed, or could you go in and walk? You could go in through, but they like was it just the animals? The one that was closed that with the butter, that's like a lot of like the homemade stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I didn't even see. Maybe it was in a different building, but all like the homemade quilts and all that stuff. I know. You, Meredith, you said that you don't love seeing that. No, no, no. I actually do. And it's probably, if we were to go back one of the earlier episodes, um, a goal of mine is to submit something to the the fair. Was that your goal this year? It, it could have possibly maybe been. I definitely at one talk point. about it at some point. <laughs> I don't know if it was specifically set out. But, yeah, I used to burn pictures into wood, and I always wanted to submit one of those. 
2021. Um, yeah, bring it on next year. But um, I did tell Steph that it wasn't my favorite part. Like, my favorite part of the fair is all the people who sell things. Mm-hmm. Like... The carpet cleaner or the pillow people. <laughs> I, I love walking through that building. This is surprising to me. I didn't know this existed. Yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's like no royal. What is it called? Your, your Guys, fair? the Royal Melbourne Show has been canceled <laughs> this year. It's meant to be probably this weekend or next. It's always in September, and there is no royal show this year because. Everyone's in lockdown in Melbourne, and so you yeah. can buy show bags online because the show bags are the best part of the Royal Melbourne show. Um, what are the show bags? The show bags are you. Oh, I don't even know where to begin, but like you buy, it's like a colorful plasticky bag full of treats, and so you might buy like the Mars show bag, and it has like bars bars or a frisbee with a logo on it or a i'm really not i'm trying to think of brands that translate here Mm -hmm. there would be like a coca-cola show bag and they usually have like gimmicky stuff that kids love or like something you can inflate like a massive inflatable baseball Mm -hmm. bat and it you know pops after a couple of days of hitting your sibling with it um or you can buy like the what are you know, like teenage girl magazines. I'm trying to think of what they are here. I don't know. Cover girl. Is that a ma- that's a makeup, right? That's I've not a I've magazine. Like was, oh, maybe not. We have ones like, it's been a long time since I've done the magazines. Yeah. We yeah. have magazines yeah. called like Dolly and Girlfriend. And so you'd have one of them and they'd just have like little makeup testers or, mm-hmm. or you'd buy. Yeah. Normally it would be around some kind of candy line or chips. But they were, like, the most exciting part of the Royal Melbourne show, in my opinion. Um, The week or so before the show, the show bag guide would be printed in the newspaper and we would pour over it and it would, like, list. There were hundreds of show bags and they would list the price, every single item in the show bag. Um, and my siblings and I would just like pour through it and like budget out, like what show bags are we going to buy? How much money do we need to buy them? What's like a better deal for buying show bags? And <laughs> it was just, were they expensive? Um, the cheapest was traditionally the birdie beetle show bag, which is like a chocolate beetle. Um, they used to be $2. I'm sure inflation makes them five now or something ridiculous. And then there would be some that would be more like $20. So they were usually around the $5 mark okay. for the typical ones that I would buy. And then you'd have really like luxury ones that might be more like 50 but they'd be kind of like boring old people mm. kind of show bags. But it was just – it was a real good time. Um, I mean, since they're selling them online, what I should have done was just pull up the website and show you what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> you still can. Um, but, yes, that's the Royal Melbourne show for us. It's all about show bags. Less so about the rides, but still about the rides mm-hmm. and about, like, the events in, like, the main arena. Um, the pre- precision driving was always something that I really enjoyed. When the cars would like drive at each other and then like, well, they'd be, yeah, they'd kind of be driving at each other and they'd just miss because they'd timed it perfectly and 
Oh, so it's like a classier version of a demolition derby. Or or is it like synchronized driving? Well, yeah, they call it precision because it's all about like you have to be going at the correct speed or, yeah, it would be like somewhat synchronized, but kind of just about like doing tricks together. You'd usually have like four cars performing together and I was just always really impressed but also anxious that they were going to hit each other and... But that's the Royal Melbourne show. We had the agriculture stuff as well, but that was never like a draw card for me. Um, so I do have to say with the agriculture, having a mask helped a little bit with the smell of going <laughs> through. <laughs> so. Oh, here you go. For anyone who's listening and interested, showbags.com.au is where you can buy them this year. I want to see what they look like. Yeah, pass this goodness around. So you'd have some, like, novelty ones, like, with popular brands. Oh, Pokemon. Then you'd have, like, chocolate ones. These are, like, the sporting team ones. The dragons. Which is just candy for us. Um, Yeah. Different TV show-themed ones. Yeah. Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But... It was always a good time. They're always like, you know, in the end, it's a bit of a waste of money, but you lived for it. And every Would you get it at the end or the beginning of your trip? Um, you kind of would factor in like, do I want to carry this all day? But there are also like numerous different show bag hauls. And sometimes you're like, when you find one, you have to buy it now because you might not come back. Like it's a, the showgrounds are quite extensive. And so you're not going to come back to an area once you've gone through it. And so some of them you're like, oh, I know I'll see this show bag again because it's a really popular one. But other more exclusive ones, you'd be like, oh, no, I have to buy it when I see it. Huh. But they had this big meat pie on a like a structure because Australians love giant objects as like statues and stuff, like the big pineapple <laughs> the big merino, which is a sheep, that kind of stuff. So they had this, like, structure where it had this meat pie up on top and that was always um, where we would meet if we ever got lost. You need to go to the meat pie because it was, like, tall enough, like it was Mm -hmm. as tall as a building Mm -hmm. that if you get lost, you're like, go to the meat pie and mum and dad will find you there. I never got lost because I'm a very diligent child. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith, do you just feel like we got a culture lesson right here? We Thank did, you yeah. for educating us. So are the showgrounds the central place in Melbourne that you guys have it every year? Yes. Yeah. Every city has its own showgrounds. And so huh. you would have it here. Here's the meat pie. It's called the pie in the sky. <laughs> oh. Oh, so that stays up all the time. Yeah, that's always at the showgrounds. Okay. So we just knew that that's where we needed to go. And that I've is a big a meat, meat pie. pie. Kel- not Kelly. Kelly didn't make the meat pie. Anna made meat pie. Anna pies. made meat pie. And that was so yeah, good. They're pretty good. Um, and also last point on the showgrounds because. No, you're very passionate about this. You can educate us. Um, my dad, he worked for Honda the car company and they would have their Christmas party at the showgrounds. So the show was held in September, but the showgrounds would be used for other things, obviously. Um, and the rides stay up at the showgrounds. Oh. 
And so the Christmas party would be held there and we would all just be given like a band to wear around our wrist that meant we could go on any ride we wanted, which I think is why we didn't really go on the rides at the show because you had to pay for them. And we knew that in a couple of months we'd be going back and could have endless rides. Yeah, yeah. So we were more about the show bags at the show and we'd do the rides when we were there for Christmas. And it was just like endlessly fun. But one day we were young I was probably like seven-ish. My brother was nine. My sister was five or six. And my brother and I were on a merry-go-round. Do you call them merry-go-rounds? Carousels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, chilling, mm-hmm. slow ride for yeah. some little kids. And my sister wanted to go with us. And so I think mum just kind of was like, we had a younger brother who was probably a toddler at the time. She was probably dealing with him and was just like, oh, yeah, well, Brett and Kelly are over there, like, go on that ride with them. And she managed to get herself on the Gravitron spinner thing. Like, I'm you know, sorry. You- that is my all-time favorite ride. Well, yes, but I don't think as a five, six-year-old. No, not at all. She just wanted to be, like, bobbing up and down on a horse. <laughs> I love the siblings. <laughs> it's where it goes really fast and, like, and gravity pushes you against the wall and you can move and you're like climbing the walls but you're going yeah. really fast they yeah. have that on the carousel the merry-go-round no oh she saw so mom pointed her towards the merry-go-round oh, she somehow confused. got lost or distracted or she thought she was going to the merry-go-round but she ended up getting on the gravitron and i guess we were told children because i was like who's letting a five-year-old on? <laughs> yeah. but she had the band that was like let me on the ride and um mom got really alarmed when my brother and I came back and she's like well where's Stacy and we were like oh, we we're just bobbing up and down on the miracle round I didn't see her and then you know we're frantically looking around eventually mom just sees this like dazed child like <laughs> 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 Kelly's swaying back and forth right now <laughs> showing like a dazed child yeah <laughs> And those are the adventures of the showgrounds that no one will have this year. It is really sad. Were there very many people, Steph? Yeah, I mean, it was a good turnout, I feel like. I mean, there's definitely, like, more usually, but, um, like, it felt like you were at a fair, which was nice. Oh, good. And they have all the good food. Mm Mm-hmm. I tried fried Oreo for the first time. Ooh. And, I mean, it was good, but it was super rich. But I've never done, like, the fried food, so. Yeah. Um, Did they have rides and stuff, too? They do, but um, I feel like fair rides, I mean, I am afraid of heights. So, just going, I haven't even (laughs) gone on the Ferris wheel at Lagoon, even though I had a season pass last year because that Ferris wheel scared me. But, like, fair rides scare me because they, like are movable so i don't yes i don't i don't think they're as secure are your this is my complaint about lagoon i don't trust the ride lagoon is very different than the state fair okay because lagoon is like they never move yeah they're solid yeah they aren't like transporting them on the freeway yeah um there was i mean this is pretty graphic but there was Whoa. a couple of years ago an article about how one of the fair rides, it was one that was like a spinny bucket thing, and it came off. Yeah. That's Do you my remember fear. that? No, but oh. I, that doesn't at all surprise me Yeah, because that's what I think will happen with any rides these days. Oh. The only- I only trust Disneyland because they can't afford for a ride to hurt someone. It's true. But people died at um, uh, What's-A-Face Park 
in Australia. Oh, really? Off a ride. And so I'm like, mm, I have no faith in them anymore. Crazy. I can't die on an amusement park ride. It's just the wrong way to go. I and know. so You'd I've be determined your best life on a ride. No, it would be terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, I close my eyes on all the roller coasters. It's crazy that I love amusement parks because yeah. I'm so afraid of heights and I'll just like go on these rides and close my eyes. But like that would be the absolute worst to have everyone screaming and you don't know why they're screaming, but you're tumulting down to your death or injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw my life flash before my eyes four-wheeling this weekend so I'm not ready to sit on it no it was fine it was like no one else would have cared but I am enough of a sissy that (laughs) (laughs) I was like I've lost control and then I try to get control and life doesn't go well but yeah a couple years ago I never go on the rides at the fair but there was one year that I was like I want to do the Gravitron that's the only thing I give. That was my bucket. I had a bucket list for the summer, and to ride the Gravitron was one of them. And I loved every moment of it. <laughs> it is the coolest thing because, like, you can turn around and you climb up the sides just because gravity is pushing you so hard, mm-hmm. like the spinning. Yeah, that was a good memory. I'm proud of you for accomplishing your goal. Yep. No, right? My summer Speaking bucket list, I did a lot. Speaking goals. I'll start. Mm-hmm. I'll start. Oh, got an eager beaver here. <laughs> Just getting us off on the right foot. <laughs> Will you read them off to me? Um, I've got pray morning and night for seven days. I did not make it all seven. I made it half the week, but I kind of knew that that's what it would be, and I'm okay with that. It's more than I had done before. Excellent. The other one is no eating out Monday to Friday. Yes, I was able to do that. Didn't lose any weight off of it, but whatever. <laughs> um, Steph, step out of bed, 5 a.m. Okay, so Monday I got the 5 a.m. goal and be on time goal. Um, I, I felt a little nervous when I got there and she was there before me and Kelly. Yeah, but then Tuesday I got there two minutes late to our walking Wednesday and Thursday it was more late and so I really am struggling getting to an earlier routine but I'm still gonna work on that but not have it be my focus but um I feel like everything else was it was a uh, not a pretty successful week it was a really like good weekend I think it just is that reminder to me of I like having it be, I rebel sometimes against goals, right? But I like mm-hmm. having it be focuses. Like, yeah. because then I felt like oh, I didn't get, oh, and then the podcast, I got five podcasts for the week. And I went on two hikes this week. So I went on Bloods and Melby North, Bloods Lake. Nice. Thought of you. Did you see a moose? Mm-mm. That's a really That's pretty a one. Good thing. This I know, because I had heard about the. Yeah, a woman didn't fare well against what? One up there. Yeah, a uh, moose. Google like, it. like, um, she knocked her unconscious. No, she didn't die. But, um... Did her? Something like that. Trample her? It was in the news. Cliffhanger! We're going to let you find out for yourself. <laughs> there was a police officer shooting by my house. That's a little different to a moose. <laughs> but, but it's in the news. I followed that. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll Google the moose. <laughs> the other goal I had here for you was leaving 5.50 a.m. Yeah, so 5.50 and then the... Six, those were only on Monday. Excellent. 
Um, well, for me, what a week, guys. This week was unpleasant. Um, you had a big meeting at work that you were off. I was thinking we should give her a standing ovation for what she had to deal with at work this week. No, it's <laughs> fine. We all deal with stuff at work. But it was unusually different work week. Um, so I had bedtime four days before 10.30. I did do that because mental sanity meant I needed to. Three planned meals? No. Um, no. Just didn't happen. Nope. Um, and then we had the group goals of two days at three miles and then Steph and I doing two days at three miles on the days that Meredith had mm-hmm. to leave earlier for work. And on Thursday, Meredith and I got the three. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Was I there Wednesday? Yeah, you were there Wednesday. I was there Wednesday. Thursday. I missed Thursday. Thursday. So we did mm-hmm. get that goal, didn't we? Because mm-hmm. yeah. we did three miles every day that we yeah. walked, which was four mm-hmm. between yep. us all. Nice. And can I just share, guys, so I did with my running coach on Friday, and we did Death Hill, which we haven't done for a little bit, but, like, it's this hill in Farmington that I just don't love because it's hard. Is it just running really up a steep? mountain? Yeah, it's steep, and it's just, like, not my favorite. Have um, you named it Death Hill? Yeah, I named it. That's not the... Oh, I don't okay. know. I, I, don't know the of, I don't know the official name of it. I was but. like, why would you run up a hill that is... <laughs> Coin. No, I, I just and I was late for my running coach too because I've been late and she's like, she's like, don't think that you're getting out of death hill. <laughs> and with like some smiley faces and I was like, dang it, she knows. She knows. Well. <laughs> um, but I was proud because so we had done it. We had taken two minutes off our overall like pace. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah, before we had done it in, so we did it in a eighteen forty seven pace mm-hmm. running up, and before it was a twenty one. Nice, Whoa. well yeah. done, nicely done. Oh, 20. skills. Yeah. Good, good, excellent. Um, well, here's a quote that I've been pondering on this week. I have. Recently, I've in the past listened to her, but I've recently got back into listening to podcasts from Jennifer Finlayson Fife. Um, and because of Kelly, so have I started listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And her main themes are not around goal setting, but I was listening to, so her podcast is really just a like collection of when she appears on other people's podcasts. So she doesn't have one of her own, but she's often on other people's podcasts. And I just, everything she says makes sense to me, um, which I really appreciate. And she was doing one that was kind of about like collaboration within marriage, but also just goal setting in general. And something that she said was personal development is about defining and refining who you are. It requires making mistakes and learning from them. It requires perseverance towards your goals and desires. Being perfect or flawless has nothing to do with it. And I just really liked that. Will you read that again? That was a really I was going to ask that same thing. <laughs> she said, personal development is about defining and refining who you are. It requires making mistakes and learning from them, which makes sense that developing anything mm-hmm. is about making mistakes and learning from them. Um, It requires perseverance towards your goals and desires. Being perfect or flawless has nothing to do with it. 
which I think is just so true. And I was listening to, to be honest, maybe it was a TikTok. But it was <laughs> um, <Life's> so classy. <laughs> I just thought of it as I was reading this, where it was essentially like it was a person. Now I'm going to completely butcher it because it wasn't even me watching it. It was a friend watching it and I heard it and was like, that was really good. But it was essentially someone being like, I need to allow myself to make mistakes and grow because no one's perfect the first time they try anything. Like I need to stop thinking that if I'm not good at like I need to allow myself to continue to get better at something. And then it's like, but I need to be, but I wasn't perfect the first time. So I'm going to give up on it altogether. Like it's, we so get in that mentality of being perfect or flawless rather than going, we are imperfect beings trying to become better Mm -hmm. and to become better at anything. It's about, making mistakes, going, oh, it didn't work doing it that way. I'm going to do it differently and persevering, going, this is what I want to be. This is where I want to be. I will keep trying. Like, if you were perfect in it, you wouldn't need to develop in it. Yeah. I don't know. I just really liked it. And even just that first line where she says personal development is about defining and refining who you are. Like, I think this year when I reflect on this process of goal setting, there is an element of defining, like, who do we want to be? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And what do I want? What do I want to improve about myself? When I see myself a year from now, what do I want that person to be like? And then once you've determined like who you are and what you stand for, the kind of person that you are, whether it's like I'm a morning person who gets up and runs Mm -hmm. and I'm a person who's careful with my money and I'm a person who is kind to others and acts with integrity and I'm a person who is kind to myself and respects my body or like once you've defined that, the refining part is the mistakes and learning kind of piece and to be honest now that I say that out loud you can continue to redefine yourself like I think our experiences lead us to sometimes change like oh I am this person Mm -hmm. I don't know oh look at that refining defining redefining but I love that I think back on this year and I'm like oh yeah I think there has been a lot of defining and refining who we are And we continue to learn it and we continue to do it because we're making mistakes and learning about them. And I feel like so often when we walk in the morning, there is an element of like what's going on in life. What are we trying to improve? What are we like, what happened that we want to learn from? Like we never address it that way. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of what we discuss is, oh, this happened. And because of that, I learned this about myself. Mm -hmm. I don't know thoughts nope I love it I think that summons sums up the year really and when you come to like refining and defining it does require you to like sit down and think through it and look and not just in passing because I think in our age we many of us um and I'm saying just in our age at different points of your life where you you're in your career, you're on the path, but it's kind of like, what's next? And so that happens at any time. But you have to sit down and say, 
this is what I want for my life. Oh, that didn't work. I don't really like what I'm doing right now. Let's change that and go this direction. And doing that, acknowledging that you have to do that makes a lot of difference in the success of feeling self-accomplishment or yeah, achievement. So I've been, I've like, I love everything that you just said, Kelly. Like, I'm like, this is awesome because I've been nerding out already about 2021's goals, which <laughs> I know is September. But part of the reason with Brace it is, for <laughs> is that um, I went in for notable peeps. I did an interview with my running coach and her husband, mm-hmm. and so Melody and Jacob, and um and it was so cool because they had already done their episode that talked about like the nitty gritty, like what happened on all the miles and everything. Um, so mine was more like the feeling part. Yeah. And so at mile 66, both of them just wanted to give up. Like they were like, we're done. Right. Um, but they still had to get to an aid station to really like quit. And that aid station was, I think, I don't know what mile it was at, but several miles away. And um, and they were talking about how, like, once they got to that A station, they didn't want to quit anymore. And that their family and friends helped them to reroute their, their plan that they originally had. And I don't know why, but it just clicked for me. I was like, if they were planning, I mean, because they were planning this course, right, by themselves. Like, but if they were planning the course and running at the same time at mile 66, they would have been, like, too exhausted to, I mean, they even said at one point they got on the ground and just, like, laid there. <laughs> they didn't even <laughs> care. But, like, but like sometimes our best, we don't have the mental capacity to plan, right? Like, planning yeah. takes a long time, and, and it's hard, and it's not, like, the shiny moment, right? Like, it's, like, the boring stuff to, like, plan out yeah. our, like, roadmap of what we want. But when we we do it, then we don't have to worry about, okay, where's the next mile? Do we turn left or do we turn right? It's just like sometimes during the hard times, just putting one foot in front of another to get mm-hmm. to that next yeah. step. And so I, with that refining and letting ourselves make mistakes and like re, revamping and be like, oh, you know what? Like this isn't working. Like yeah. let's tweak this and switch it up a little bit I think I the the biggest thing I've learned this year is I used to think goal setting like had to be done a certain way but we've tried so many different ways this year and we're I think like as we continue to have an open mind because it's like something might work for one phase of life for a bit but then you Mm -hmm. have to retweak and so so I really like that of and you even look at what uh, um, I was looking at McDonald's the other day and how many like brands they've had like they revamped and rebranded so many times to like go with whatever's going on in the world Mm -hmm. there's a quote that I really want to share but I said it for a different week and so you'll just have to wait in suspense <laughs> but I feel like it really applies more just or discussed. start now and then it can be the focus again yeah I know right you can share it and then we can share it again um it's a quote from Bruce Lee love um, him and he said a goal is not always meant to be reached it often serves simply as something to aim at and I feel like sometimes and I left it for a later week to be like what goals did I not reach this uh-huh. year but they gave me something to aim at and I think sometimes it's true that while, yes, we want to reach our goals, sometimes things in life happen in such a way that we don't reach them, but they gave us direction that got us through something that we needed to get through, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think when you're saying, like, as we refine, like, sometimes our 
sometimes we change up how we're going to do it. So maybe that, yeah, I'm not aiming for that goal anymore, but aiming for that goal got me to this point mm-hmm. where I can now pivot mm-hmm. and move to something that feels more applicable to my life now that I am 10 weeks down the track mm-hmm. and I'm where I'm in a place that I didn't know I was going to be in. Like it's that sometimes, yeah, you could say, hey, I didn't reach any of my goals, but I'm in a different place to where I started because my goals gave me some kind of direction and some kind of like something to work towards. And as I got closer or as I just moved along, I found things that were more important to me or things that were better for me kind of idea. So I like that kind of defining and refining portion of it that at the beginning of 2020, I didn't know what this year was going to be. And it doesn't mean don't set goals, but I like that we're open to the idea of our goal setting might not have been perfect. Like that what we thought of ourselves and who we wanted to be back then might be really different. Like maybe the COVID experience has made people realize like, oh, this is something that's really important in my life. And I had that goal, but turns out that's not as important now that I've like, now that I view my life in a different way, now Mm -hmm. that I feel maybe more susceptible to external things or I just like the idea of like, it doesn't mean you beat yourself up. Like you don't need to be perfect or flawless. This is about development, not perfection. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I think that that's when people fail, right? Like New Year's resolutions when it's like, well, I didn't do this or this or this. But like how many times this summer did we have like weeks, each of us, where it's like, we didn't go walking for part of it or we didn't get up and we didn't do it. But it's like that consistency of getting back and be like, no. Yeah. So I just, I don't know, I think it's finding that balance between being kind to yourself and not holding yourself to a standard that made sense in a previous view of your life, but allowing yourself to make a mistake and to change and to adapt and to go, for my own personal development, it doesn't make sense for me to keep doing this. This would actually be more beneficial or, but just being... It, I don't know. I guess it's finding that balance between being kind, but also being real and being like, well, you can't just be lazy all the days. Mm-hmm. Like, let's actually try to do something. Don't be perfect in it because you likely won't be, but keep trying and growing is my thought. Love it. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. I won't drop the mics. They're very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, girl. <laughs> You're welcome. So based on that, what goals are we feeling for this week or what focuses? I know feeling? that it's like so dumb for me to just say focuses, but well, I feel like it helps me. Yeah. Well, I'm not associating guilt with it. Okay, Steph, what desires do you have for this week? I like that, desires. That came out of the question because yeah. she said perseverance in your goals or desires. So I like what it. desires do you have for this week? Um, so I have scheduled to go on two hikes with people. And after this, I think I only have two more until I get my goal. Very cool. So, and then um, Meredith brought to my attention that week 31, (laughs) there's some Uh, overlapping of some of the audio. So I want to fix that. And then I have um, four Notable Peeps episodes that I would like to get to and three Utah Real Estate. Now, realistically, I probably won't get to them. Maybe one or two. So... 
one or two of them all up or one or two of them posted okay but oops i put a line in the wrong spot on my spreadsheet um meredith what are your desires this week um mine will probably be goals um i'm gonna keep the praying one and then I am going to work on, okay, they are focuses. Um, and then I'm going to work on InDesign, learning some more of InDesign. And then this week I want to make, I'm going to make a wooden thing to go on my desk. So my desktop, uh, my laptop and my screen will be a little more stable. So I'm going to make it myself. Nice. going to whip that thing out. I'm excited about it. Excellent. I'm really slow at typing this week, guys. Had some formatting issues. Um, mine are, um, I bought a water bottle that holds, I think it actually holds 850 ounces. I wanted it to hold 100. 85 ounces. I wanted it to hold 100. 850 ounces. <laughs> yeah, you can't lug that thing around. I don't know. I don't know ounces very well. Um, it holds 85 ounces. I am going to endeavor to drink 100 ounces of water a day. That's why I bought the drink bottle. I like it. Because if I have that in front of me, it's an easy goal. So if I can drink that and then drink just a smaller water bottle, I should be good for the day. Um, let's do that each day because there's no reason I shouldn't be able to. My other goal is, um, this past week I started <laughs> in the mess of my life. It wasn't a mess. It was fine. It was just stressful. Um, I have rediscovered the goal I had of doing stand up at least once. Yeah. And I decided that that's probably something I could still achieve this year. So I don't know that I'm ready to put like a time on it. I guess I'm just saying I'm recommitting myself to doing it this year. There is plenty of homework I need to do to be ready to do that. One of them is to go to open mic night to get my confidence back and watch other people and be like, yeah, I'm just as funny as these people or funny as someone that went with Kelly last time it would like people were very depressing to watch like they thought it was like confession hour of sharing like embarrassing things about themselves <laughs> in a not funny manner so I wanna, but I'll I do remember you. walking away from that going I could do that I could do that oh I walked away from that I'm, I'm like all, Kelly doesn't even need to have anything prepared you just get up and people will laugh I because know, right? you're funny I'm a little bit nervous from like just the public being up in public point of view, like yeah, I think yeah. I might trip over myself a little bit. <laughs> but then you could just laugh it off. It's well, it's more that I'm worried shot. about stumbling over words and just uh -huh, kind of like yeah. blinking. But oh, not actual tripping. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I've managed. Both would work in your I've favor. managed my feet for this long. <laughs> so I think I have a goal to potentially go to that this week as like a confidence boost, and then I'll start working on like material in an effort to do it sometime in October, November, December. So I don't know. That's not like a set goal, but just kind of, I don't know. 
Yeah. Do it. The desire. Get ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it takes planning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really need to, like, I don't know, find some more funny dating stories. And sadly, I've just become more discerning in who I'm willing to go on a date with. Do I feel like you have personal? enough material with that married guy and with the catfish. I, I and, probably do just have to embrace yeah. the idea of like, just because I've told it to like a hundred people in my life doesn't mean I can't yeah. go and tell it on stage. And for the record, strangers. people think that because Kelly's from Australia, like married men, like will think that like Kelly's up to going out with them. So you had to finally be like, does someone think that you are married to them? Are you sharing a bed with someone? Yes. My questioning of potential suitors got very precise. The question ended up being, is there anyone who believes they are in a relationship with you currently? Something is, is there anyone under the impression that they are in a relationship with you currently? Men have a harder time lying to me when I ask them that directly. But then didn't you, like, give a few guys pep talk? Because they would be like, well, but my relationship's just really hard. And you're like, hey, yeah. you made this promise. I did. <laughs> I feel like I turned therapist when I found out they were married. I probably should have just been like, um, you will get no correspondence from me. But I kind of would just be like, you may think I seem really exciting because I'm a stranger and – but um, you have wife and children and don't disappoint them further than you already have. And believe me, like, I'm nothing special. Like, no one you find on this app will be shiny enough or exciting enough to make your life better long term. Like, go back to your wife and be a good man. Wonder how many marriages you saved, Kel? Probably zero. They were probably like, eh, that Aussie lecturer. <laughs> What a stick in the mud. I thought she was going to be fun and cool. I guess Aussies aren't fun and wild. I love it. I think you're fun and wild. I just like to leave the world a better place. (laughs) Pick up the trash when you found it. Sometimes I just want to be like, "Mm, you don't deserve your wife. I don't know her, but I just think you don't deserve it. So, <laughs> yes. Give her a divorce and then go and be scummy somewhere else. <laughs> a heathen. Well, now that we've covered show bags. And <laughs> that was a very things. exciting episode, friends. <laughs> um, I don't know that I have any more wis- wisdom to impart. I think that's all I have. Does anyone else have wisdom that they're burning to share? No. Do we want to have a goal of three miles again this week? Yeah, we should do that. It should just be standard. Okay. Now. I'll put it in as a goal for this week, a desire for this week, um, so that we can continue to smash that out of the park. Excellent. Well, enjoy your week. Have a great time. Don't focus on being perfect and flawless. Focus on defining and refining yourself by continuing to grow. (laughs) And genuinely do what you can do. This podcast
podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. And you don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. (laughs) 